0: adios compadre what's to be will be remember to name one muchacho for me away from these memories my life i must spend adios amigo adios my friend adios amigo let us shed no tears may all your
1: mananas bring joy through the years
0: i ride to the rio where my life i must spend adios Welcome to the Outcast podcast, a united voice for Newcastle from London Magpie Group and AshleyOut.com. The following podcast was recorded prior to the statement from Rafa Benitez and his departure to China. To find out more on our thoughts, check out Andrew's channel, the Newcastle Fan Channel on YouTube, and check out a newly updated AshleyOut.com website as well as AshleyOut.com on Twitter, Facebook and at London Magpies on there too. Please like and subscribe to the podcast, Leave a Review. It's really useful, and we'd really, really, really like to hear your thoughts about all that's going on at Newcastle United right now. How are you today? I'm good, mate. I've been better, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> Eventful we I won't go, won't go into them on a personal level, but... Uh, We'll try and discuss it a bit more objectively, eh?
1: Yeah. Um, So, obviously, we saw on Monday, Rafa announced that, well, Rafa didn't announce, the club announced, that um, basically Rafa will leave when his contract ends on the 30th of June. Um, Bit of a surprise, the timing, because I think we thought there would be a bit more of a development and it'd be later in the week, Um, but because no one really was reporting that it'd be announced that day. Um, it's come out since that. Basically, Rafa didn't know that the club were even going to release a statement. He still felt that there was still a potential that there might be some ongoing negotiations. Um, what was your reaction when you saw the news?
0: Um, horror, but not surprise. If if you like, I mean, it's that the way things have been uh, in the past three years under Rafa in terms of the level of professionalism. Um, a level of communication from himself uh, and, um, you know, leading by example, it's just been an absolute breath of fresh air and and certainly uh, a light year step in the right direction. And to see that just be, you know, the rug pulled from under him uh, for the reasons we all know, the old nightmare reasons that we were dealing with before, it's just back to square one. And there's no way Mm -hmm. any right-thinking your castle fan can can be happy about that situation right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think most fans were just horrified that obviously it came, it came out. And the fact, for me, I think, you know, pre-seasons next week, we'd done nothing in the transfer window. It just all screams of disorganisation and chaos, really. Mm. Um, did... In terms of what's come out, do you think a lot of people have said that basically it's because Mike Ashley is expecting the takeover, so he couldn't really commit to Rafa as a potential? Do you think that's just an excuse, um, or do you think that he, if 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 Mike Ashley knew he was staying, he would have tried to keep Rafa? Because at the end of the day. You know, Rafa has kept us in the Premier League two years. That's not usually happened under Mike Ashley's uh, ownership.
0: I think you could look at this any number of different ways. Um, if, I know that the, the Chronicle podcast I was listening to uh, fairly recently, they always try and keep quite an objective tone um, as best they can. I know they have a, a, a line to toe. Where the clubs concerned and stuff like that, um, but if we're trying to put that headspace on and try and adopt the business headspace, um, I suppose you could argue if a takeover was happening, um, we've got this this idea that um, on that front at least, no news is is good news, uh, despite the fact that this, there seems to be this two two week time limit put on on that front. So you could say that. Perhaps um, it was a condition of uh, the takeover that they didn't want Rafa to carry forward. perhaps there's been lots of managers been linked, perhaps they 've got their own guy in place. Uh, we have heard since lots of various different stories about um you know the veracity of the 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 claims of exclusivity and things like that associated with the deal so um we we're we're in the dark because of uh, the, the the lack of communication. I mean, it could be completely any number of different things. There's also if I'm not looking objectively about the uh, what's gone on before. With uh, you know a, a lot of a lot of people are, are convinced that this is all part of some type of elaborate ruse, uh, which is uh, you know Keith Bishop uh, PR orchestrated thing. Um, and I suppose I fall somewhere. Between the two, because of the lack of communication, you can't really say that it's evidently clear that there's a takeover, there's been lots of stuff that's been encouraging for fans to, to get on board with. And then at the same time, there's a lot of this that just doesn't really seem to make business sense. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at Rafa, you would argue that he's the, he was the greatest asset the club had uh, right now in terms of mm-hmm. adding the value, in terms of stability... Um, what he achieved given limited resources, as, as we all know, that um, Mike Ashley likes to strive to, to work to. Um, so it's it's just been a completely bizarre week. I mean, you had prior to that, you had the same faces being trotted out with Tennis uh, Wise and um, a number of talk sport um, journalists having mm. their say. With some very bizarre views, um, basically saying that it's you know it, it's fifty-fifty in terms of it being Rafa's fault. If he goes, um, then the Newcastle fans won't forgive him. All sorts of bizarre media and that's, PR
1: that's nonsense, isn't it? I mean, what you're talking about, Steve Harmison, or yeah, Steve Harmison said was absolute nonsense. Newcastle fans understand. We're not stupid. We know he at the end of the day. Rafa, when he came to us, if you think about it, he came because he needed to rehabilitate himself after a very poor spell if we're honest at Real Madrid. Um, you know, that team went on to win four four in five Champions Leagues, isn't it? So he but he came to Newcastle to kind of build himself up again. He did amazing. Um he's done but he wanted to carry on the progress, but if they're not will, if the club's not willing to progress with him and his demands are not that unrealistic, improving the academy, improving the training ground, improving the stadium, these are things that everyone's been saying for years that we're falling behind other clubs um, and the club weren't willing. So I can understand why, you know, this is a guy who's used to being at the top of the table, not 13th, 14th in the Premier League. So you can understand why he basically, you know, if they weren't happy, then you know, he should leave he's not from Newcastle <laughs> as well. Like he's a he has his own ambition. He's won the Champions League, he's won lots and lots of trophies. He probably wants to do that again. He probably wanted to do it with Newcastle, but if the club aren't willing to try, I'm not saying we need to spend like Man City, but at least compete with some other clubs in the Premier League so we are competitive but the club weren't willing to and um, unfortunately it's led to him leaving so I mean I have no resentment towards Rafa I'm so shocked he stayed as long as he did (laughs) Um, I I honestly thought I thought when we came up um, because he'd been promised that if we got into the Premier League that he would have money to spend, and we didn't spend a lot that summer. I thought he'd probably leave halfway through, because I thought he's probably thought Mike Ashley's back. So I think he's done amazing to stay for, um, you know, for the three years. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for him. It's really sad, but and it's probably indicative that we have... I mean, they had a, they had a poll, didn't they, the other week about the worst Premier League going in Mike Ashley. Was voted by far the worst Premier League owner. Um, so that was before
0: all this, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, we just have to uh, wish Rafa well. Hope he does, you know, say thank you for what he's done, and we have to move on.
0: Yeah. In what way, though? That's the question, isn't it? Like, mm. because because it's all the 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 debate's been frenzied. Uh, partly down to the fact that there's been uh, no communication from the club, but also because we've had 12 years of this. Mm. These cycles seem to behave in a certain pattern, whether that it's a result of um, deliberate ploys or pure stubbornness or um, incompetence, whatever. The the bottom line is we know now that this is not good enough. It's just not good enough. And that, that this podcast started out um, asking that question um, at Spurs at the start of the season with regards to the, the um, transfer window. Is it good enough? And and it's, of course, you've got a an ambitious Champions League winning manager who was not asking the earth. I know that many outlets would have you believe that that's the case uh, and other outlets would try and make out that it's kind of a 50-50 in terms of um, responsibility. But we knew from the start um, the, the dichotomy and the, the split that was there at the start of things with Rafa, as you've alluded to, having uh, a great deal of ambition and wanted to take responsibility for a lot of things. And um, Mike Ashley just not being about that at all. It was completely counterculture. And I suppose in some ways... This was always going to come to a head mm. in this way. And, I mean, uh, I'm, st- yeah, I'm, still mean- am-
1: I'm still amazed that we employed Rafa in the first
0: place. It
1: just shows show you some of the decisions. Like, Mike Ashley, at the time, he's on high wages for a manager. Let's be honest. Rafa is on six million a year. And it was, when, I remember when we got Rafa, I was just like, what? <laughs> how, how did, because I was expecting another yes man like McLaren or Pardue. You know, we had John Carver, you know, all these. And then we got Rafa Benitez out of nowhere. And you were just like, oh, maybe Mike Ashley might change. And then you realise, no, he's just gone back to back to normal. It's amazing. You've got a top-class manager who wants to stay. <laughs> you know, someone who probably is too good for Newcastle under the Ashley regime, who actually wanted to stay if he was helped a bit, not asking for too much. And Mike Ashley's like, no, I, you're too good, or you do, I don't want you there, so... I mean, I think we all knew the writing was on the wall when um, those comments earlier in the year where he was like, Ashley was like, oh, Rafa's never invited me for training. I mean, you own the club. You could <laughs> you could close the training ground down if you want. It belongs to you. You know, it's just, I mean, I think that was... and I mean, the lack of communication between the two of them is just, you know, it's, um, it's very sad. I mean... In terms of kind of thinking going forward, I mean, I can see that Neil Redfern has been kind of appointed as the caretaker.
0: It looks that way, certainly, yeah. Mm. I mean, what, what, what other... There's, there's no plan B in all of this. It's yeah.
1: Kind
0: of thing. There's, there's no thinking. So I know we're going to get on to talking about what next, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm really hesitant to start thinking about who the next manager will be, because you mentioned yes men you 've mentioned people who will toe the line that's that 's what we 're going to get and as as a fan base, I think there 's real questions to be asked about what what happens going forward and, and, and what we do going forward as well because that's that 's the big question for me now uh, neil Redfern, i 'm sure he 's a a great bloke and a a, a good a good pro, but pff, going into um, pre-season and uh, a Premier League season, you know, with, with that currently as, as our our answer.
1: I mean, the thing which also surprised me is that they didn't, like, he was a new appointment to the under-23s as well. So he doesn't actually know the players or know anything. Like, there was literally no, because his whole backroom has left with Rafa. Like, there's going to be no continuity. no one who was working before... So it's going to be someone... It's going to be completely new. And it's just, I mean, signs are very, very bad when um, these sorts of things really happen. Because, I mean, if you're a player, you must be just like, well, one of the reasons I was here is for Rafa Benitez. And now he's not here. And it's... Newcastle aren't going to get someone who's better than Rafa. So if you're a any employee... When the top boss leaves, whoever comes in, you're going to be comparing him to Rafa. And I don't think many people compare with Rafa Benitez in terms of his knowledge of the game and the way he organises. Like I said, Newcastle have be had for me one of the best defensive setups. We've been so organised, so drilled. You know. I don't think anything is left to chance really with how drilled we rarely if we get beat we rarely lose by numerous goals we always are in games for long periods of time um uh, with limited players as well um and he's done in terms of that organization so whoever come in is going to have a a high pedestal to compare with
0: no doubt about that no doubt about that what, mm-hmm. whatsoever um I, I suppose that, I suppose the, the the big questions that we have to we have to ask now is, is indeed what next and yeah. and who comes next, but it's also how we react to that. And I know you're a season ticket holder, Andrew. Uh, renewal times coming up as part of that. What are your thoughts at this at this point regarding that? Are you in my... I think
1: I will be renewing. I think I'll. I still may go to occasional games, but I don't think I'll be renewing because I don't think... I don't, I don't think... I, I just can't agree. Uh, and I think as well, it's for me, I if Rafa was leaving, I would be devastated. It's the fact that they've left it till the end of his contract when everyone knew the situation. It just screams of just chaos and we're not going to have another rubbish transfer window you can already see it, and I as well. I'm, I'm, I've just started to get the sense that we may be seeing two or three players leaving as well. Um, the Sean Long, I noticed that once Rafa left, the Sean Long staff rumours have started up again. Yeah, and like I think Longstaff probably wanted to wants to stay. I think if Rafa had stayed, he would have wanted to stay, but even he must be thinking, well, I was gonna stay, but. I don't know who the manager's going to be. I don't know what the plans are for the club. A chance to play for arguably, in my opinion, the second biggest club in the world after Real Madrid uh, might not come up again. So he may be tempted.
0: Yeah, well, what's the project to buy into? Before there was, there was a project. There seemed there was a vision. There was a plan. At least one party involved uh, was, was buying into as well. You know, and I include the team and the group of players. Um, within that, along with the manager and the the backroom staff, but now there's we're, we're back to uh, let's go back to the model, the model that was a sort of bastardised version of all sorts of different things borrowed piecemeal from other teams, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Villa, talking about Southampton, talking about models, and it's just when it all boils down to it, you, you've got the, the the buy cheap, sell high. Model of, of 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 Sports Direct and 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 that's where we're at for me. I mean, I cannot. Uh, I know. I know. Um, I'm I'm a member of what some people would call quite a a, a militant uh, bunch of fans. Um, but I think we share a lot of the frustration and anger as a fan base. I think that's just. I think that's a mm-hmm. common uh, denominator now uh, throughout it. And I just I just can't fathom you know the idea of even going to. Uh, I'm based here down in London. I can't even fathom going to away games or endorsing anything to do with the the, the club roundabout now. Um, so when it comes to talk of 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 the manager and who comes in next, like I say, I'm sure these people who are part of the coaching staff at the minute are excellent pro pros. It's nothing personal, but um, and th- that comes down to the players as well. I, I I don't see without a project and without something for fans. And players coming in to buy into, and the players will leave, like you say. The talk of Perez going to Valencia. There's talk of Longstaff going. Dubravka, all these players who were Rafa acquisitions um, who bought into the project, they they will be on on their way. Um, very highly likely that's the case. Um, so the team is entirely transitory for that for that reason. Mm. And uh, to t- to talk about going back to this this model uh, or, or amalgamation of all this, it. I, I cannot fathom buying into that in good faith. Why, just why would you... I mean, there is there is there. no
1: model, is there? They, they, they don't even have enough people at the club in terms of executives or people to help on the scouting side. Even, we don't even have in, enough coaches now. I mean, it's just, uh, we're just, we're a club that have... rappers kept us above water for the last few years, but really in terms of organisation and everything, we're not even a, we're not Premier League club organisation in in terms of in the administrator, administrative roles. So, um, yep. I mean, looking at um, some of the names linked, um, so when it first was announced, um, the people who were linked were basically, um, we saw... Um, Mikel Arteta um, Abram Grant um, the last couple of days I've seen Patrick Vieira and Steven Gerrard being the most common ones I know none of them are the manager we want we would rather have Rafa had stayed but if you had to choose one from those group um, or another name who who would you go for?
0: Oh what a question Andrew that's, <laughs> that's- well, honest, honestly, I have to bear in mind what I've just said. Um, the reality is I, I, I will be very hesitant to, to welcome anyone who's willing to buy into this, this system and this setup. You know, it makes me laugh. The, the, uh, Mike Ashley always talks how, about he wants no involvement. He just wants to let the club run itself for a profit. He'd rather it just be Lee Charlie in a chair. Uh that's the that's the board to his mind. Yet this reeks of his involvement with the 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 managerial situation to come back oh, to
1: or oh, lack of involvement.
0: Well <laughs> so not, yeah, not, in, not in, actually caring. certainly <laughs> in a positive way. He you know, he only turns up when he either wants the handout for money with the 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 you know the season ticket uh renewal letters, which was an absolute farce given uh, how, how it's panned out now. Or oh,
1: oh, um, oh, when he wants to sell Andy Carroll for £35 million. Oh, yeah, here's your helicopter, let's get you sold.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, you're right. Shit. I mean, to come, back to, you, to come back to your question, if I, I humour your question, uh, let's go through the candidates you've talked about. I mean, you've got some very inexperienced managers there. You know, good pros, no doubt. I think uh, Arteta's Royal account's doing um, a decent job of um, being an understudy to uh, to, to Pep and uh, learning from him. And it, you know, as as a player, he was he was fantastic. He seemed like the sort of person who would become um, a, a good pro in in other areas of football moving on. Uh, Vieira has, has done well in France. I think he's got the team to to seventh is that right in Mm. the 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 French leagues um and then well Stephen Gerrard I I don't know how seriously to 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 take that sort of link really um you know there's there's always the big question mark about the 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 quality of the Scottish leagues and the situation I I just don't you're, you're comparing apples with oranges here he came like second
1: that. he came second in a two team league
0: basically Absolutely. yeah so <laughs> last <laughs> uh sorry sorry to ask scottish viewers and listeners but uh you know it's it you you're talking about going from champions league level manager and elite level you wait for elite level manager to somebody who uh like we say has... as We'll, we'll, we'll be will be a a somebody who will need a need a shot in the game you know will will be a, a bit of a chancer um, you know with respect to those people uh, if if you know Vieira's already you know the Mourinho was mentioned he's he I noticed there was a quote he's saying he's not he, going to come he doesn't want to he doesn't want to scrape about in the first half of the league
1: He's a uh, checkbook manager now as well. He was annoyed with United, even though he got to spend 55 million on Fred. Did this much money on that. What's he going to do at Newcastle, where he's dealing with loans, which he can't sign permanent? <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, this 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 topic, mates, makes me uh, laugh and cry in equal measure because you get a lot of discussion about this sort of thing, the manager question. It, it becomes in it as if it's in a vacuum, you know, that it, it doesn't operate with with um what's going on and 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 the way mike cashly operates and mm. the way the model is you know that like we said there is there is no model Really, there is no plan b at this point there's the pr version of the model and people are talking about how this future new manager will fit in within that model the idea that okay there's a system there there's a hierarchy that there isn't the clubs in disarray it doesn't know what it wants to be um it's, it's masquerading as, as, a, as, a, as a Premier League club right now. And to, and to me, I, I, I think, uh, I know Paddy Power, how, how serious you take them, but they were, they, were taking, uh, they were taking bets on Newcastle being relegated or something like that um, earlier this week. So that's where we are. You know, whoever's going to come in, be they um, experienced or of the level of inexperience of some of the candidates who just mentioned are going to have to come in Get to know the players, unite the the players, endear themselves to the fan base somehow. Which I, at, at present and and based on the conversations I've had, I do not ha- know how they're going to do that. They certainly won't be able to unite because there's 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 too much disarray and too much debate going on amongst the fan base themselves. It's going to mm-hmm. take some kind of messianic figure to come in, and and. And rectify that. Well, he's, um,
1: just, he's he's already destroyed our two messiahs and Keegan and Shearer. So. <laughs> well,
0: there, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. It goes to show this is this is the caliber of person that he's after. Um, mm. You know, if you're a club legend, if you're respected, if you make moves towards becoming one by you know buying into what the the team's about. What, what do you think about
1: best? what do you think about appointing? A caretaker whilst we wait to see what happens with the takeover and then appointing a permanent manager afterwards. Um, Because for me, I I think until we know what's happening with this takeover, we kind of shouldn't really appoint someone permanent. Um, It's a bit similar to um, when, if you remember. Where the first time we got relegated, um, we he didn't he didn't appoint Shearer because I think he thought he was going to sell the club at the time because obviously the club had been relegated and he just wanted rid at the time and then he bought in Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton did such a good job. I mean, he's available <laughs> as well, but um, he did such a good job that he surprised him and he obviously became full time manager. Do you think maybe a caretaker just to? to see what's going to happen before because obviously we don't really want to put someone on a long contract when the owner could change in a couple of months
0: well i i i don't foresee i'm, I'm not ruling out the takeover at this point based on what uh, what news sources we have available and things like that and the the, the level of comment that's been made we've not had a flat-out denial taking know.
1: so long now this was announced over a month ago and I mean people I saw a poll yesterday how many people think the takeover will happen and 78% said they don't think the takeover will happen
0: well I'm, if we, we take that within my mindset I probably am sort of nearer 80-20 at not happening but uh, uh, I, I am absolutely bereft of uh, of of ideas or, or answers in terms of this situation because we've we've ceased to function as a as a football club. Mm-hmm. So how it's it's like it's you know, get the, get this manager in, get a caretaker in. It's it to my mind, it's it's the the old cliche of rear engine jet chairs on the Titanic, you know? You're it it just it just Boggles my mind, Andrew, yeah. about uh, and, uh, how how, how indip- there's, there's a lack of a plan, there's a lack of care, there's a lack of communication, there's just a complete lack of, 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 of unity within mm. the fan base at the minute. And I. Some, there's, just some, no, there's not
1: even comments, there's, there was just a statement, and they haven't said, you know, we are interviewing, we have got an idea who we want to get or anything. And there's like I said before, there's no figurehead at Newcastle. It's just bricks, and then they do an they do an annual annual statement, and then that's it. And then we don't see them again, um, because I don't know what's going to happen now with no Rafa. There's no there's there's no there's no one talking on behalf of the club now. We don't have a manager. I mean, it's just uh, just crazy. Um, looking at some of the players, um, I mean, we've mentioned Longstaff and Perez now. As well, um do you think we could see others? I mean, I don't know if you saw about the Federico Fernandez thing. He put out a statement on Twitter and then kind of a few hours later amended because he said you should have been treated better basically in the first one. Um, could you see i mean I mean I'm actually worried about the midfield, I'll be honest, if long stuff goes. Um, Hayden has already been promised that he will be allowed to leave and Diami's gone <laughs> so we now then we're left with Key and Shelby so we've got two two. we could be left with two centre-mids and then up front Hosulu's off Perez is off and then Rondon's deal's not going to be done so again we'll be left with Gale really as if he stays <laughs> so I mean it's just uh, it's just crazy
0: i there's no there's no plan and until yeah. we hear of a plan until, until we hear of a plan there's every likelihood that players are going to go and very little likelihood that the recruitment that we need for various positions and various needs in the team are, are going to be filled uh i i i probably sound like a bit of a broken record but i just i just cannot wrap my head round uh why, why you know Newcastle are my, are my team. You know they always will be my team, but this this iteration, investing overly in, in time and money and, and emotion, it, it just it's it doesn't matter about thick or thin. It's just a complete. It seems a completely futile exercise mm. uh, right now. Um, so I mean, we're talking about the we're talking about the managers, potential managers. We're talking about the players. Who knows on that front, like who knows, and yeah. I know a lot of pe- I know a lot of people will be fe- feeling who cares as well right now and i I would not blame them for that whatsoever yeah, um, yeah it's it's just it's an absolute omni shambles and uh, mm.
1: do you think there'll be a what do you think the attendance will be like for the first game of the season
0: Well, this is interesting I mean, I noticed that um uh, a couple of several Twitter accounts appeared over the um, week, such as um, boycott Arsenal boycott or and, and boycott SJP. So one of them is 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 advocating um, initially um, an Arsenal boycott, which is obviously the first game of the season, and then the second one is is advocating a boycott of all games at uh, St James's Park, which. Mm you know based on based on previous attempts there's been mixed success to say to say the least um so you know we had we had the boycott spurs which which was arguably effective in in releasing funds the next transfer window but then we had the 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 previous uh takeover announcement that kind of um had uh fans wavering on whether to uh to to boycott or not uh last time round uh But now I I think it seems like there's there's probably a a real catalyst for this. this people to certainly, I don't know about boycott, whether it will happen. Um, I would support anything along those lines. But um, in terms of season ticket renewals, uh, I think you're certainly going to see a dip in in attendances, whether it's to the extent of, um, you know, certainly the, the, the Spurs boycott. Um, where I think it was something like fifteen to twenty thousand were were missing uh, on that day, and and whether you'd see it to the the extent of the lots of games across the season, I, d- I don't know. I you know I know what the fan base are like. They're they're uh, they're committed. They they buy into the the, the, the daily routine um, of a match day. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of mixed sentiment either way about whether you you know they support the team, not the regime. Um, and also the, you know, the the idea that uh, it, you, you form some sort of picket line now seems to be um, a, a real uh, apparentish uh, view if you you, you you go on social media often enough. So I think it will suffer inevitably. Uh, how long for, and to what extent, I yeah. think is, is very debatable.
1: I think the season we got relegated. The reason a lot of fans went in the championship was because of Rafa Benitez. Yeah. I think if Rafa Benitez wasn't the manager, we would have seen um, a dip in the championship attendances. But because he was, we had 52,000 in the championship. So I think with Rafa gone now, that it'll probably again. It depends on really, like what happens next. But like I said, I don't. I think mean, everything's a step down. Um, we're not going to get anyone who's better than Rafa. Um, when you consider he's probably in the top. T- Top twenty managers in the world, so um, yeah, I think we will probably um, see a. I, I would suspect that probably for, it'll be around the forty thousand mark. Yeah, I would, I what, would. What do you
0: think? What do you think the justification is? Either way, you know, if if you let's let's try and look at this objectively. Why should you attend the games going forward?
1: So I think people generally, like you said, it's part of their daily regime it's, for some people they go to support the team and everything and they they feel that it's disloyal not to go I disagree. I can understand, I mean I've not gone to some of the games because I wasn't happy with it, um, they also feel that um, they were there before Mike Ashley, they'll be there after Mike Ashley, they also feel some people might feel, well Raph is important but he's not the be all and end all of Newcastle Um, whilst he symbolises obviously he was the hope that we had um, they probably you know, and there is there were some fans who didn't like Rafa that much, there were a small percentage of fans especially when we went so defensive so, but I think the disorganisation and the chaos is the bigger issue, it's not fine, you don't like raffers, that you, they don't have a plan to replace him or anything like that. So I, I still think, I think they will probably justify it as that. And I think some people keep saying that, you know, match day revenue is very important, but it's actually the TV deal, which is the biggest. So it might not affect Mike Ashley financially as much as you think.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that that's an argument to make. Um, the way I see it, uh, your your pound, your one pound is worth the same as the Premier League's. And mm. uh, even even if that is the case, uh, it's still revenue that comes in that can't be ignored. And uh, it's it's the one it's the one way really that we can we can show truly uh, discontent. You know, there's a lot mm. of clever slogans and banners and things like that going around, but realistically. Um, if you if you don't want to endorse something you don't you don't condone it you you vote with your feet this this mm. that's 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 the single biggest message that you can that you can give mm. um, so um i get the mathematical arguments and I, I you look at you look at the i don't like to overly compare with with clubs in the lower echelons of the the leagues too much but we, we, you can see a level of parity with uh, owners like the, the the Oystons at Blackpool, who showed disregard for the club. Worse, arguably, in, in the sense that um, you know the the, the the level of funding there is, is was was non-existent. Um, and but I think the the the, the prism of uh, the Premier League, off, you know, with the wealth of riches that it, that mm. it has, um, there's there's no excuse for for behaving like this. If and we so, stay in the
1: Premier, if we stay in the Premier League, well, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. In that sense, there's no other club running themselves in this way. There's no other club treating their fans in this way, and it's 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 come to the point where I I believe, um, you know, it, attendance seems to be uh, either acceptance or at worst, you know, you in this sort of behaviour. And I know that's not true in terms of sentiment necessarily. But Mike Ashley deals in money. And like I said, your pound is worth as much as the Premier League's pound. Mm. If you give that money, that's the way he sees it. He sees he sees money as endorsement. Let's carry on as is. I personally <laughs> think
1: it's... I'll, I do, I've seen a lot on forums, people, fans arguing with each other.
0: Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, I, do think, I do think people shouldn't turn... At the end of the day, it's their own personal choice. Yeah. I I personally am probably not going to renew my season ticket, so um, I think yeah I think for for fans though you shouldn't judge what other people are doing because you you know like a lot of people have said oh go see go to Gateshead go to this place go to that place for me it's not the same (laughs) I just don't think there's any um, you know especially when you built up an affiliation with. That team is not the same, so I don't think um, I can understand why I might not agree. And I, I do, I, I do think the cl- the club shop needs to be boycotted. I do think they need to do, so- and I think people should not renew their season tickets. Um, but I, I feel we've been here before, and I feel that I've we've I've had these conversations before, and everyone thought this was going to happen, and nothing happened. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not convinced that this is the breaking point because, for me, like Rafa Benitez is great, but Kevin Keegan for me was more important for me in terms of what he symbolised. Um, for me, he was a great manager, and I mean they treated him like rubbish, and fans still came back. Alan Shearer is my childhood hero. They treated him awfully. Really, they told him, you know, yep, yeah, you'll have your contract sorted. You'll come back. If the boycott didn't happen after those two, why is it necessarily going to happen because of Rafa Benitez?
0: Well, we don't know, do we? I, 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 I feel you may, <laughs> I feel you may be, may be, right. Maybe, maybe the PR worm has turned. It seems to be in the last season or so that people have less truck with this, this idea that he's a, a you know, a frugal, frugally, you know fiscally responsible owner and he's he's you know he's got his business head on he's a hard headed man of business I think mm. people are starting to in me the, there was a mirror article today i don't know whether you saw it uh I forget who it was by but it was absolutely brutal to mike Ashley and that this is in the nationals uh now it was it, i i will we'll post the link below the video but uh mm. it, but... it was incredibly incredibly uh scathing and i i I think nationally certainly the 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 worm has turned in terms of the 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 perception of him however it doesn't matter what the nationals think it's how the fans react uh so
1: it's just a depressing (laughs) situation because you know like I, i i i see him obviously at the moment he is trying to by the high street basically if you look at what he's done in debidams house of fraser game um he bought another shop i think the cycles as evan cycles as well um you know he's trying to expand but you do think like like why don't you just let newcastle go so we can carry on and you can do whatever you want but you must be making too much money I I would love to look at the balance sheets and see how much he takes out on Newcastle. (laughs) I would really like to know if he's made a profit over the 12 years.
0: Well, that's a, that's a separate podcast entirely. Probably. Yeah. I think that's a nice, a nice balance of, uh, of, of of thoughts there with, um, obviously uh, you have your views. I have mine. And, that I, whilst you know people do ultimately have to respect, you know you can't dictate what people do with their their own money and their own time. Um, but we have to try and listen to each other. We have to try and move forward. Try and gain some sort of consensus. And the consensus seems to be that Mike Ashley has massively mucked up this week. To be polite, <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Do you think he thinks he's mucked up? <laughs> no. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, he's made a terrible mistake. Do you think, in his head, he's probably seeing it as, well, I've got rid of an ambitious manager. Now I can bring in a yes man to control again. But it's just like you said, the short term because we'll probably end up in the championship. But anyway... To the next time. and um, We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. So uh, please subscribe to the channel and to the podcast and uh, leave your comments below. Thanks very much. Thanks.
0: And find out more at, at LondonMagpies on Twitter and get in touch with the podcast LondonMagpieTube at gmail.com. And for now, it's over and Ashley out.